0: Welcome to another episode of Out of the Rough. Today we have me and Sean. Sean, how are we doing?
1: I'm doing great. Excited about another week of golf.
0: Guess by me, I should say. I'm Lenny. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we're gonna be talking about our last event of the year, the Wyndham Championship, well, of the regular season. We do have the FedEx Cup coming up, but before we get into that, let's kind of talk about last week's results, Sean. How did uh, your guys play out?
1: Well, uh, they they played. Um, <laughs> that's that's how they did, um, and not not too bad to be quite honest with you. I I didn't make any money in the lineups that I placed, but they. I mean, no really bad finishes here. Uh, I had McIlroy, who was a tied for twelfth. He was my best finisher. Ah, uh, both Ustazen and Mickelson were tied for seventeenth, and then Reed, Leishman, and Fleetwood finished out with either a tied for thirty or higher. Uh, but Mickelson was my high point getter with eighty-two fifty, um, so not bad to see. Like Uncle Phil, he's uh, doing doing well for us out there and staying strong. I think he was he might have been my six thousand guy last week. So um, yeah,
0: you know, yeah, he was. He was six six. I remember that.
1: Yeah, well, Phil, like I said, I think on the last podcast, Phil in the six area is a, is a pick for me because if we're dropping hats, he's the one I'm taking. So it goes to show it works sometimes. Uh, so I'm going to highlight it when it does. How about your guys? Do you make any money?
0: Uh, no, I didn't play a ton of lineups this week. Had a very busy weekend, so I knew I wasn't going to be watching a ton of golf. Um, don't like to throw down a bunch of money on it when I know I'm not going to be able to watch. However, my guys from our podcast last week, okay, except for Brooks Kepka. I can't I'm actually just shocked that he finished T fifty-four. Um, wasn't terrible until round four when he shot a six over, which really kinda put the nail in the coffin. Yeah. Um but I mean Sheffield with a 14. My six K guy, Bobby Mack, Robert McIntyre finished T fifteen, so it's not too bad of a finish for him. Uh, Connors and Garcia 26 and 36 so not great but we did have a kind of a few decent dart throws out there we also had the Barracuda going on which was won by Eric Van Royen and uh, I know we didn't get into it too much but I figured I'd give him a little shout out as well as Abe Anser who is another first time winner on tour winning in a playoff over was it Sam Burns and Hideki two-hole playoff, so another nice playoff on tour this year. Um, Did play answer in some lineups, so you can be happy about that. Anyways, let's move on. Let's go on to the future, to the place where we will be winning money. With, (laughs) With the last event, the Wyndham Championship of the regular season tour of the PGA Tour. That's messed up the words there, but you get what I'm saying. (laughs) looking at it the top 25 advanced to next week kind of want to run through a few guys some some guys keep your eye on the bubble watch you can say you got adam scott at 121 ryan armor 122 patrick rogers 123 matt kuchar 124 Bo Hogue 125 so currently those guys are all inside the top 125 they will make it to next week but there's a lot of solid players that are outside that top 125 who are looking to you know break their way in so even though they're in the top 125 they will need a good finish to secure their spot we have scott Piercy, nate lashley michael thompson all there really close and then when we go a little bit further down ricky fowler at 130 tommy fleetwood 136 justin rose 138 francesco molinari Someone who has had a few good tournaments this year, but has fallen off the map a little bit. Um, You know, Open champion, Masters winner. We have Rory Sabatini, a guy coming in hot off the Olympics at 144. And, I mean, I'd have to have to say Mito Pereira at 177. I know I am rooting for Mito to make it, but I think he's going to definitely need, like, another top five finish to get in. So there's some big names, some guys that I know we root for, we're looking at that definitely need some good finishes this week. What do you think about it, Sean? Who's making the cut?
1: Everyone. No, the top, the top 125.
0: <laughs> the top 125. Uh, no. Um, good answer. I, I, good
1: answer. I, I, I do think it, it adds a little bit to the uh, to the tournament because, you know, if it, like looking specifically at the points. There are a few guys that are just a couple points off each other. Um, but Scott Piercy, who is outside of that, is, is clear almost about 20 points from the next guy in front of him. Um, so each one of those places matters where they finish. So, you know, someone might finish 10th, but if they finish ninth, they might have moved up into it. Um, so, it, you know, it really does make a difference, even if you're out of the tournament on Sunday. To want to wanna watch Sunday because everybody's playing that round and it means something, even the, like the first tee. So um, it, it's always nice to have this little extra cutoff, if you will, uh, to add a little bit of applied uh, pressure.
0: Game within the game that yeah. it, it makes makes this tournament a lot more fun because, you know, even, I don't know, I guess even if you have a bad lineup, your bets are bad, you're out of it, you have something exciting you know, maybe a guy you like down here, or whatever, that you can watch him kind of sweating through grinding out those final six holes, trying to gain that four positions they need, so that Ricky can jump into the top 125, or whatever it may be, Um, so I think it is a fun tournament, just because, you know, all of the FedEx Cup, you know, Playoff races here are fun, even once it gets into the FedEx Cup, because there's so much more to watch than just, you know, that top 10 list or the guys that are actually in it, which I enjoy. But moving on, let's kind of get into the tournament here. We are playing the Wyndham Championship. It's going to be at Sedgefield Country Club. It's a Donald Ross design, a very popular architect that we see a lot. We're playing on some Bermuda greens. It's gonna be a par 70, which I know we talked about last week. This one's a little bit shorter. It's gonna be around 7100 yards. I, for me personally, kinda just looking at the course, looking at the previous course history, it's going to play fairly easy. Uh, The last five tournaments have been at uh, minus 21 or minus 22 to par so you know you're gonna have to go low in order to be up there competing looking at the last five winners Jim Herman JT Poston Brant Snedeker Henrik Stenson Siwoo Kim when I see that list like if I'm kind of gathering anything from that to make my lineups to build off of these previous five tournaments none of these guys are excellent off the tee or long off the tee but they're all pretty solid ball strikers, good putters, good around the green game. And that I am take into consideration. And I think whenever a tournament is super low scoring, that putting is going to be very important or more important than a normal week. Because if you're not making putts, you will not score. You don't have a chance. Right, you need to be making a lot of birdies. And I think uh, when Brant Snedeker won in 2018, he shot a 59 at with a bogey as well which is pretty impressive and there is going to be low scores you will see guys at eight under nine under for a day and so it's kind of fun to watch that anything you have to add there sean no (laughs) (laughs) all right (laughs) we'll move on getting into the tournament here and into our picks for this tournament. We have Hideki Matsuyama starting us off at 11K, the Masters champion. And of course, what is only fitting is Louis is second highest priced player at 10 7. We got Webb at 10 6, Will Zalatoris at 10 3, who I think needs a win in order to make the FedEx Cup playoffs. I think that's his only opportunity. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Not sure on that exactly, because so I don't know if you have the points. But anyways, Patrick Reed at, at ten two, Jason Kokrak at 10,000 even. Looking at this, Sean, what are you thinking here?
1: Uh, I am going to go with, uh, well, before the FedEx Cup starts, it's only fitting I kind of rode him a little bit, and uh, he helped me get a few bucks in the uh, in the one and done. Uh, but Louis Oosthuizen is what I'm going to be picking out of this bracket. Uh, like you said, he's at ten seven. He's the second highest player. But I think there's a there's almost a um, besides Hideki being so hot and having the finishes that he's had recently, I think you could almost make an argument that he should be the top rated player here. Um, seven top tens in the year and only missed one cut. I know I've been harping him, so you've heard those stats before. Um, but but like you said on uh, for the putting side, he's got he's first in strokes gained putting. yeah,
0: excellent and putter this year.
1: Yeah, and he's second in strokes gain totals and eleventh around the green. So there's a lot of if you're stat driven. I know Nate's not here today, but if you're stat driven like Nate, you know that those things definitely play a part when it's when it comes to this. And if you look at the last, I don't know, maybe handful of tournaments going back to the Masters, the highest rated, uh, highest that he came in was at the Masters with a tied for 26th. Uh, there's a second, a T8, a T2, a T18, a second, a T. A T three, a T two, and then a T seventeen last week. Uh, so not a bad, not a bad bet to have on your side. Um, not, nothing against the other top guys, but I just think it's only fitting that uh, that we ride him out here. So Louis Oostveen at ten seven is my guy in the top tier.
0: That is a very impressive round of form. Yeah, well, yeah. Especially in these big tournaments, he's played so well. Uh, uh Louis. I, I think he is really gunning for a FedEx Cup championship. Really wants that money, uh, which is why he's playing this week. Or he just really wants to finally get a win on U.S. soil. Who knows what it is? But, I I mean, with his form, it's hard not to say he's a good pick. For me, I'm going to go Jason Kokrak. He, you know, in a similar vein to Louis, really good putter. Um you know, decent around the greens, he can score low, go low. He's won twice on tour this year, just has a pretty strong around the group, like all around game, I should say. Um, you know, being at that lower range, I, I think he might be a little less owned than Hideki Louie Webb for sure. Uh, which I'm gonna try to hit on a little bit, but playing great golf this year. Um, I think he's sitting 11th in the FedEx Cup race in the top 10. Get that bonus. So he's going for that. I think it's an extra $2 million. Uh, So he has some extra monetary incentive this week as well. One thing I do have to know is Webb Simpson because neither of us talked about him. And I feel like he's a name we should mention. Do you know his finishes here at the Wyndham Sean?
1: Uh, the only thing I do know, and I'm not trying to ruin it, is that I do know he had a win, but that's about
0: it. Yeah. All right. So looking at his finishes, ready for this third, second, second, third? He had a 72nd, uh, right? But then he goes six, five, 11, 22, first, eighth. Unreal. So he's got Some... eight top eight finishes with a win. He dominates this course. I mean, it, only once I think he's finished outside the top twenty-two, and twice out of the top eleven. If if you're looking at course history, what like don't look any fairer than Webb Simpson. He's at ten-six, so he's the third highest owned guy. So you can get a little bit of value there uh, over the top guys. I just worry about what his ownership rates might be. I, I think like, he's destined for a top ten, so it's like I'm gonna have to play him in lineups but I feel like you could pivot elsewhere where I can get like a Kokrak or maybe a Louie or Hideki, who I also think are very likely to finish top 10 and you know shave off some of those ownership points.
1: Yeah, Webb Simpson's resume here is very good. Um, Sounds a lot like Louis stuff. Not nah, not going back to Louie. This is about Webb, but it's very very uh <laughs> gotta g I, I should start getting some monetary gains from Louis for mentioning his name in here so many times. Uh, but no it's it's hard to go against Webb Simpson when he's playing here. Doesn't I believe one of his daughters is named after, correct?
0: Yeah. He named one of his daughters Wyndham. I mean, he loves the place. Hey, yeah, so it's, so. Tough. it's it's tough. It's tough not to not to look at Web and consider him.
1: Yeah. So I for the
0: to, I for the, the fantasy
1: lineup side of it, it could be difficult, like you mentioned, with the percentage. If everyone else is seeing that and sees the same stuff, however, you know, if you think that he's going to win it, or you want to put some bets on it from the from the financial side, you know, we're talking about all this stuff today. Um, it, it might be a might be a good idea. Uh, so. Yeah,
0: I think last I looked, he was at plus uh 1200 on the outright which i'll probably throw something on Uh, it's probably dropped by now um just based off his course history but it's tough not to i'll probably when
1: the when uh, the odd makers listen to this podcast they'll definitely start changing (laughs) the odds so we should we should put them in now
0: (laughs) or when the the millions of people bet on it anyways let's get on to this nine kicker range let's move (laughs) along here sounds good who do you have in the
1: 9K range, Sean? I have Adam Scott. Um, I, I have him here at 9-2, uh, so he's towards the lower end of the 9,000 range. Um, he's got one top 10 this year, but he's only missed one cut, uh, 16 for 17 in cuts. Um, interestingly enough, I made this lineup before we started talking previously about FedEx and all that stuff. All of my guys seem to be here so close to that bubble. Um, so it's it's very uh very interesting how that's rated i d- did pick a few of or one of them uh, who's coming up st- strictly because of that i knew that piece um but i did not know adam scott was so close uh, but he is at the 121st spot um so outside of the motivation to try to win this tournament uh just like any other tournament or do well he is riding that close bubble where he could be out of it if he doesn't do so hot um he is Adam Scott. He's won the Masters before. He's made a few big putts in his life, and I know that last week I didn't get to get a chance to see a whole lot of it, but I did see that there was a few 30-plus putts I think he made or at least one close to 40-foot birdie. Um, so if his putter is working for him, he's, he's got a pretty nice golf swing from what I've heard the commentators say about him. Um, so I think he uh, he might be able to make up some ground or, or get a little bit more comfortable come uh, come this week with some of that. Because, you know, just like this week, next week they're going to drop it from 125 to another. So even if they're still in that bubble or still in that, you know, top 100 or outside of that top 100, I should say, you know, you're still trying to gun for it. So uh, Adam Scott at 9-2, hopefully that 121st place is a little extra motivation for him. Uh, but that's what I'm going with.
0: I He does fit the mold that I'm also looking at for players. So I like him kind of with louis but louis 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 at this point you know scott excellent putter not a stallion off the tee but can can hang but you know it's just the putter and approach game is where he's at and yeah like you said he hasn't been fantastic this year but we've seen him i think it's when he completely disappears and falls off the map which is what i feel about him at the moment like i just don't really think about him too much that's when he that's when he pops up that's when he bites you so probably kind of a good week to play adam scott this week for me though i'm gonna go brian harman he's at the top here at nine nine We're going back to the lefty i he's once again i'd say he kind of fits into this mold a little bit again very strong putter um His approach game isn't as good as some of these other guys we've talked about. However, this season he's been pretty solid with the Irons, uh, but uh, putting is where he's really scoring because even the events this year where the approach play has been not good, he still has got top ten finishes, and he's just consistently keeping himself around. Hasn't been playing fantastic as of late, but now that we're down back into the southeast, I think he's ready to shine. Um, the course isn't going to be a super long course where he can struggle because he is short off the tee. Uh, but I don't know. I have a great feeling about Brian Harmon. He's kind of the, our original strokes gain proximity to the course darling that we that we follow here. Um, so I'm always a fan of him. Moving on, we'll get to the 8K range, Sean. We got.
1: So this one was the one that I set up uh, in in strict fashion for the FedEx Cup. Um, But this one is going to be Ricky Fowler at 8'6". And I know earlier on in the podcast uh, uh, recordings, I was a little higher on Ricky. You know, he's one of the spring break boys and, you know, kind of fun to watch him play golf and see through how he goes from from the, the dirt bike saw that, I'm not going to go further on Ricky. He doesn't need that. Um, what he needed was those glasses that he's been wearing because that's, that's been the key to his golf lately. Um, he kind of was falling off this year. I know he's been working a lot on his swing and trying to figure things out, but it seemed like those glasses really helped him putt. And uh, I hope he wears them this week because I'm really hoping that he gets me a lot of points and also makes himself play next week because he's outside of that bubble. Um, I'm about to cough here in a second, so that's going to be fun. Um, but, <laughs> um, but I, I do, I do think that that, uh, that Ricky is going to be is going to be a good pick here at eight six. Um, so I'm going to leave it there and hope and hope that that I don't cough it out. But here you go, LJ. It's up to you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, yeah. He's he's traditionally been a very strong putter and has fallen off, but. Since I think he went to the glasses at like the PGA championship, I want to say around there, he has gained with the putter in one, two, three, four out of the five recorded rounds we have. So the, the putter's gaining steam. Um, however, the rest of his game hasn't been great. I have been someone who's just gotten Ricky wrong every single time I've played him. So he he's just like no longer on my list. Um, I will enjoy watching him do well by me not playing him, and therefore I'm playing him in that fashion. Well, that's how we get
1: Rickrolled this week.
0: <laughs> uh, we probably are. We see like <laughs> thirty thirty eight commercials per day. But anyways, I mean, good for him making a ton of money. Gotta love it. I'm going back to a guy who's brought me glory earlier this year, similar to Brian Harmon, going Seamus Power, guy who I uh, won with a one-and-done pick with. Uh, I can't not play him um, now that he's making his return. Last three events, first, eighth, eighth. If I continue on 19th, 19th, ninth. It's been six rounds since he's finished or six tournaments since he's finished outside the top twenty. I mean, like if you're just looking at form, like what a pick this guy is. I think similar to some of the guys we've picked already here. But he's someone who started playing on the e-golf tour who I've mentioned before, or what I tour I've mentioned before, which is mainly in like the Carolinas. So he knows this area of the United States. He's played courses like this before. Um, something great about his game right now his iron's still hot gained in his last eight recorded ones we have his putting in around the green game he's gained five out of the last six just playing great golf I'm just going to keep riding power this week let's go on 7k we gosh on.
1: I am going with uh, Mito Pereira
0: Great pick! Um, thank you. I don't I think I. I love a good Mito shout out. He's been on the podcast I think every week since he's arrived on the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't. Well, <laughs> he turned he turned pro in 2015, and we just started this podcast, so just. Yes, not,
0: yes, but on the <laughs> PGA Tour. Once, oh, he, was, once okay. he got his tour card.
1: Well then I don't think I have to go much further if you're agreeing with me on something because my my track record is not very good when you disagree with me. So uh, I don't know. But just uh, I know we've talked stat lines. This guy's played a lot of golf. I know he's done a lot of Corn Fairy Tour earlier on, like you just mentioned. Uh, but since he's come on to the tour, he's uh, done pretty well, and he's he's made a name for himself. And I, I do think he's, like you said, and for the FedEx rankings, he's a little bit outside of that 125 spot. However, I do think that he's got an opportunity to uh, do something to help himself out. Uh, when you look at the finishes, like I was saying, and like you kind of mentioned, uh, the first two PJ uh, events were cuts, uh, but then from there on out, he had a tied for 34th, a tied for 5th, a tied for 6th, a tied for 4th at the Olympics, uh, and then a, a, it looks like a tied for 39th to Barracuda. Um, yeah. So... I mean, he's had some pretty good finishes, and to have a tag for fourth at the Olympics, that's pretty uh, outstanding, too. I honestly had no idea. They, they don't give a medal for fourth place, so I didn't know who took it. Um, but and I do CT, think... Uh,
0: uh, would they, that was the seven-man playoff for third that he lost to C.T. Pan in. So oh, really, right. if it was a normal if it was a normal event, you'd just give him the T3, so it would be even better. Yeah, well, you know they did. They did tie. Uh, what event was it? I think
1: the high jump they in the Olympics. Not to get off oh, topic, yeah. but they they did split that medal. So you know, come on, golf, get along. Um, <laughs> yeah, split,
0: split that. Split, split the, the bronze.
1: The <laughs> yeah, split the bronze seven ways. You know, um, you guys all won. But no, I I do think Mito Pereira. I think he needs a big finish here. Uh, like you said earlier, he's going to need something in the top ten, top five, maybe a win would definitely help him. Um, but a, uh, ho- hopefully with that kind of mentality going in where he needs to finish strong to, to keep his golf season going, uh, he's played enough, yeah. so he may want to stop. But I think he, uh, I think the FedEx Cup are a pretty big deal. I mean, so
0: Mito Pereira yeah. at 7'9 is who I'm riding with. Yeah, I mean, he's played in, what, one, two, three, four, like five, six weeks in a row here, something like that. Yeah while flying over to Tokyo and back um and maybe it kind of drags on him this week that's the one thing that I worry about is all the golf that he's played however he's playing well so I'm gonna keep adding Mito to line up sprinkling him in for me my guy I'm going back to Hank Lebiota I was kind of mad at him for his WD after playing very well and kind of ruining some lineups that I had, uh, but he had a very good excuse. His father was very ill, but here he's doing better. So glad for the Lebiota family for that. However, three straight top eight finishes before that. And like I said, he was playing well before he had the WD. And This was... A few weeks ago. So, off the top of my head, I can't remember, but I want to say he was like in 22nd when he had the WD after the second round. So, I mean, right there, had a chance for another top 10 finish, top eight finish. Uh, I mean, fits the mold, right? That I'm kind of playing this week. Very good putter, has a good approach game. The Irons have been hot. The putter has been very hot lately, and I'm just going to keep riding it. you know, I think he has something pretty big to play for here. You know, after having the WD, having the illness in the family, we're looking at other motivational factors, such as the money with the FedEx. How about we go with the the family, the love for the father here. So Hank seven 7'6".
1: Never mess with family, man.
0: <laughs> I mean... We we're full of the storylines today.
1: Yeah, just ask uh, Dom, right, from Fast and Furious. So, um, so it's that meme that's going around. But I'll, yeah. do your, I'll do your job here so I can stop myself from going down this rabbit hole. But <laughs> We can move on to the 6K range. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it looks like here... I was kind of torn between a few guys. Um, but I uh, I think I'm going to stick with Matt Cooch. Um, Cooch is... Uh, yeah, Cooch. Uh, Cooch is. Uh, I feel like he's he's helped me out here in a few few of these tournaments that we've had, and seems to always come up in clutch. I know he is. He's kind of close into the the rankings as well. I'm trying to find him here on One twenty four. So he's yeah, in it. One twenty four.
0: Yeah, like he's in it for now. For
1: now, yeah, exactly. Um, he's so right there. You know, I, I mean, he's a. I think what he's a bronze medalist off of last year's Olympics or last in yeah. the the Rio Olympics, um, yeah. and I, and Kuchar's been playing golf for forever, and I think he all, he he's definitely a gamesman of 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 sorts. So he wants to get into the playoffs and and continue to keep a whatever a streak of golf he might have to keep himself up there. And I think he, you know, he kind of puts himself in that Phil Mickelson era in terms of. Not like obviously, Phil has his own name and his own his own style and whatnot, but they're both older guys, and he's trying to keep up with him, and I think you know he would definitely love to make the playoffs and I think I would definitely love to see him make the playoffs. So with Phil being at the six k range last week and Kuchar being at the six k range this week and me just making that comparison, there we go so we're at uh we're at Matt Coocher at six eight.
0: I will say I was kind of torn on some guys mainly Herman instead of course history, and Stewart, who is also Both of those guys that stick at 6'9". However, my guy is going to be at 6'7". Roger Sloan, he's just been getting better in the last four weeks. He went from 71st to a 31st, 16 to a six. So we just need to shave five more off to get the win. Um, okay course history here. He's played here back-to-back years, 31st and 39th. Uh, not outstanding, but it's two made cuts. You know, it's a little bit weaker field than we'd normally see in a normal tournament. Uh, so some of these guys down here in the 6K range, you know, the skill gap isn't as high. They have a, a little bit better chance of winning, performing. Hopefully Roger Sloan comes out, plays well for me. He's sitting 131st, so he's another guy. He's one behind Ricky Fowler. He's a good finish to get in. I'd see some good storylines this week. Hopefully, Roger Sloan can also make a run. We we have picked a lot of guys here, kind of flirting with this line. So we, between the two of us, I feel like somebody's gonna get their heart broken.
1: Not gonna be me. None of the guys (laughs) that I said aren't gonna. Everyone's gonna make it. So I'm just setting that tone right now.
0: (laughs) All right. Yes, it has to be me.
1: Yeah, sorry to do that,
0: too. Anyways, we'll get into the return of the Strokes game, PTC. Our hometown boy this week is Harold Varner III. Looking for a good finish for him. He's a Charlotte kid, played golf at East Carolina, so he's grown up around here, played a lot of golf in the region. Another guy who grew up playing on the e-golf tour, so like I said, know, knows the area, knows the courses. Uh, his only top 10 the entire year last year came at the Wyndham, and he has two top 10s playing here in the last four attempts. He's played well here. Some of his best finishes on tour have come here. Uh, Carolina kid, Harold Varner third, come on down. We're picking you this week think he has a good chance to show up and he's only a seven five so he's not going to break the bank if you're trying to play him let's get in to the main show here sean the one and done (laughs) you as the keeper of the one and done basically i'm gonna say have this thing wrapped up three (laughs) months left that we're doing you have a nearly two million advantage um, whoever, I mean, you just need to make cuts. You just need, you get a couple like top 25s and I think you're good.
1: Yeah. I, I think it, as long as you or Nate don't pick like a, a back-to-back-to-back winner, or top five guys, I, I do think, uh, I can sleep easy, but, uh, but looking into last week, we did have two events. Like we kind of, we covered the WGC St. Jude, uh, and then we kind of touched on the Barracuda um, but going through the three um, three of who we had, uh, Nate had Brooks Kepka for the WGC and Thomas Peters for Barracuda, bringing him in at a total of just over $50,000 um, for the two combined. Dustin Johnson was LJ's pick for the St. Jude with Mito Pereira, another plug, uh, for uh, Barracuda. And he, the total for them came in around 235000 So Lenny took first this week. And then I had Louie and Maverick McNeely. Uh, they came in around about, I don't know, quick math says 180, uh, 180,000. So I was in second. Um, so uh,
0: Rough rough Sunday for Louie, I saw. He yeah. was going in T7, and I was kind of looking at, I had DJ who I think was like T10, Louie was T7. So I knew it was going to be close, and it was kind of not what I was looking for, but Louie helped us out a little bit.
1: Yeah, he helped you out, but we're not going to talk about a bad Sunday because we don't need that amount of him this week because I put him in my lineup. Um, however, with that being said, with Nate uh, finishing in the lowest ratings or rankings, he goes first, uh, which uh, he picked Jason Kokrak this week for the Wyndham. Um, me being second from last week, I have Webb Simpson. How uh, We talked about him earlier and all of that. I don't think you need any higher sell and why I'm putting him out there. Uh, and just because we... St- talked about this earlier i'm going to steal your thunder here and name your pick Uh, lenny is coming in with hideki matsuyama uh, so the former masters champ so if we look at the rest uh, of it
0: it's going to say coming off um two playoff losses he's hungry he's ready to go that he (laughs) going to be all right he's probably just going to lose another playoff but that'll be good enough to gain points on you guys
1: (laughs) yeah make a little bit of a cushion (laughs) Well, and to talk yeah. about that cushion that you now have, I think this is one of the first times that, um, outside of maybe the first few events that you've been in second place, I know that. Uh, no. Well, I
0: no, no, no. you're in.
1: right, you're right, you were you were winning for the longest time, it's second place, I should say, um, and then Nate Nate won with Harris English, and that kind of boosted to the top. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm mistaken, you're correct. However... Um, Back into second place goes Lenny. Nate's in third right now with 2.86, if you will. Uh, Lenny is in second, like I just said, with 2.92. And then I am in first with 4.76. So I I do have a little bit of advantage, but there's still some room to grow with these last couple tournaments.
0: Uh, I I just want to say this. You have played Charlie Hoffman, Jordan Spieth, uh, Joaquin Neiman, John Rom, none of them won. All made more money than the week that I picked Seamus Power, and he won.
1: It's all about it's all about the times, baby. You know, I don't yeah, know what to tell you.
0: That was heartbreaking to look at the list and just recognize that and realize that that just I have so picked you... a, I have picked a winner who made half as much as Harris English did when he won.
1: <laughs> well, I I do want to say that was the barber. Wasn't that the same week of the Open?
0: Yeah, that was the same week of the Open.
1: Okay, well, that's all I guess I have to say. But secondly, <laughs> um, when we were doing the, the first one-and-done episode, I had no idea who to pick. And uh, you said Charlie Hoffman was a good play for that tur- tournament during the podcast, so I just said Charlie Hoffman. So you can thank yourself for that one, uh, just to rub a little bit more salt in the wound. But
0: Yeah, yeah that's... When, when he made over 800K. Yeah, I Six. liked it. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, You're thank welcome. you
1: very much for that. I appreciate it. I had a quick house after the first two, ga- two, uh, two of them. So, uh, but that's the one and done. Um, I wish we could have the money that they won. That would be nice. But uh, we don't play golf nearly as well as they do. So um, that's where we're at. We'll, give, we'll keep you posted for the window next week.
0: And on uh, that disappointment, we'll have to call out a podcast. Remember... <laughs> Follow us on all of our social media sites, Out of the Rough WK. Uh, go check out Ween Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Just follow along with us as we go into the FedEx Cup playoffs as I make a historic run in the one-and-done to chase down Sean. It'll be a great time. We can all celebrate together. And that's it, guys. Take care.
1: Peace.